welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Earl, and I'm a recovering car dealer, and this is the True Oldie Station. But you're not going to hear any true oldies. And I really get excited at this time because we've been doing this for a couple of months now since we changed radio stations. Earl Stewart on Cars. Our regular listeners know because we've been doing this for 10 years, more than 10 years. And it's a, it's a show all about cars. Specifically, it's how to buy or lease or maintain or repair your car without being ripped off by your car dealer. So I really, really get excited for you new listeners I'm not just saying this because I'm sitting here at the studio at uh, 106.9, 95.9 FM and 9.60 AM. I'm sitting in the studio, by the way, with a team of experts with me. Uh, we're an automotive team, and we're very unique. This is something that you have never heard before if you're new to the show. So our regulars, please excuse me while I explain a little bit what this is all about. Uh, I've been a car dealer since 1968, and back in the day, as we say, uh, I used to do things the wrong way. I used to bait and switch advertise, use unfair and deceptive uh, selling practices, uh, you know, advertise cars below the price I would really sell you the car for. Uh, we would try to sell you things in our service department that you didn't need, and it just... Uh, Basically, I sold cars and service cars the same way most car dealers are selling and servicing cars today. So that's what's exciting about this show. It's, it almost sounds radical, and uh, a lot of my uh, fellow car dealers out there think I am a radical, and I guess I am, but I'm trying to change the car business. I'm trying to change the way automobiles are retailed, the way they're serviced and repaired and maintained, so that you can go into a car dealership, and there's thousands and thousands of car dealerships. A car <clears throat> is the second largest purchase you make in your lifetime next to your home. Trying to make life safe for car buyers and maintainers and repairs. Easier, at least. And um, I offer as proof to what I do the Gallup Annual Poll on Honesty and Ethics and Professions. I hope you will, again... Pardon me, my regular listeners now, you've heard this before. But to the new folks out there that tuned in 106.9, 95.9, True Oldie Channel, and expected some songs, 60s and 70s. And by the way, I love I love the channel, and I love that radio, those radio stations when they play those songs. That's my kind of music. But this is something different and special. And uh, the Gallup poll in 1977, it's been repeated every year through 2017 that's a that's an even number is that 50 years it is 50 years half a century for half a century the gallup poll has given a failing score to car dealers on honesty and ethics and professions now if that doesn't grab your attention maybe you knew it anyway but to those who didn't know it that's shocking isn't it when you buy a car, the second highest purchase of your average person purchase of your life, you get taken advantage of. The honesty and ethics are not there. This poll is about 50 professions, and the car dealers are either dead last in the ranking or next to last. The best I've ever seen them were third from last. Uh, this year, 
actually last year, 2017, car dealers were just above congressmen. Well, you know why congressmen get a failing score. I don't have to explain that to you. I don't know anybody that would say that <coughs> our politicians are doing the job for us that they should. But there's still some people out there that are victims when they go into car dealerships. So we're going to help you, um, and we're going to print some information. We're going to answer your questions, probably more importantly than anything else. We're going to answer your questions. It, this, this is live talk radio. Very exciting. You can call 877-960-9960. And I'm going to say that number many times. Nancy Stewart, my co-host, she'll be repeating the number and reminding you also to call our texting number, which is 772-497-6530. So I always suggest that you write these numbers down. And if you're driving, of course, we don't want you writing anything down. But if you can write it down safely, write this number down. To call the show, 877-960-9960. And to text us if you're a little shy, area code 772-497-6530. And ask your questions, make your comments, uh, critical or otherwise. You know, we know this show can improve. There's a Japanese word, kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N. It's, it means in English, continuous improvement. This show, we try to continually improve. And some of the ways we improve is by, are by your suggestions. We have some great callers out there, by the way, that have added to the show. Suggested websites that you can access automotive information for, uh, places to uh, register complaints. So you help. Get this show, get better all the time. 877-960-9960. Now, I said earlier that I'm not in the studio by myself. And one of the, probably we get more calls or as many calls on car technical stuff. Cars today are just complicated. They're computers on wheels. And sitting to my right is Rick Kearney. Now, Rick, uh, I've known Rick for over 20 years. He's worked at my car dealership for over 20 years. He's been in the business probably for 25 or 26 years. And uh, used to call him a mechanic. Then I started calling him a technician. And now I call him an auto computer scientist. And that's because uh, he works on computers. Your car is a giant computer on wheels. If it's you know, if it's 25 years old, maybe not. If it's 20 years old, maybe not. But if you bought your car in the last... 10 years is somewhat of a computer. If you bought your car in the last five years, it is a computer. Um, they call Rick at the Toyota dealership a certified auto diagnostic technician. And he spends a lot of time in school. Any technician, auto technician now worth his salt, is going to be spending, or she is going to be spending a lot of her time in school because cars are complicated. Your questions, when you come in, Rick will be the guy that can answer them. Um, we sometimes play stump Rick. Come up with a question that he can't find an answer for. I'm not saying he's perfect, but he's 99% there. And he, Rick gets better all the time, too. We actually have callers that give Rick information. So we gather and accumulate information. And to Rick's right is Nancy Stewart. She's my co-host. Nancy Stewart is, uh, well, obviously she's female. Uh, and one of the reasons that she is such an important part of the show is we don't get as enough female callers. The women, for some reason, hang back. The women, uh, the men, uh, probably 
on an average day represent 75% of our callers. Back in the day, they were 100%. Nancy has been able to bring in a lot of wonderful women callers. And one of the ways she does that, well, Nancy, you go ahead and tell them. Uh, tell them what our bait is to persuade the ladies out there to call the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. If you just tuned in, this is Earl Stewart on Cars, right here at 95.9 and 106.9 FM. Welcome to the show. I want to take a moment to thank you for spending your Saturday morning with us. And to get back to Earl's question, yes, I do have a little teaser for the ladies. First two new lady callers, you win yourself $50. Give us a call toll-free. 877-960-9960, or if you'd like to text us, you can do so by texting 772-497-6530, and you can only call in to win that $50. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have a question for you just to get the show started. Did the car dealer fight for your business this week? Yes, fight for your business. So did they cooperate with you whenever you walked in? Was it a good match? Did you feel like as if that you clicked with your salesperson? Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Nancy just said something that made reminded me that this show isn't just to bash car dealers. It really, truly isn't. Uh, the, the show is to persuade car dealers that don't do business the correct way to change. And I have to remind people, there's some good car dealers out there. We have a good dealer, car dealer recommended list, and we have a bad dealer uh, list that we re- recommend you don't buy a car from. Good dealer and bad dealer list. In fact, you can go to that list online www.gooddealerbaddealercar.com. Good dealer, oh, sorry, Just singular. Good dealer, bad dealer, list, yeah. singular.com. Now, we have a recommended list, and I recommend don't buy list. And uh, so we're not, we're, we're trying to be constructive here. We're not trying to be destructive. Mm-hmm. We want to be part of the solution, as Nancy often says, and not part of the problem. Yeah, you can also find the list at earloncars.com. You go to earloncars.com, it's on the right-hand side of the page, and you can find all our stuff. That makes it easier. We give out too many websites here, and I'm guilty of that. earloncars.com is really the only website you need. So uh, www.earloncars.com. That's a good uh, point that you just made because there's just so much information that we give out, and it gets so confusing. Mm -hmm. So to access the show on podcast, podcast, you simply go to earloncars.com. We're going to go to our first caller, and she is a first-time caller. Welcome to the show, Linda. Oh, thank you. You've just won yourself $50, Linda, by being the first female caller. And if you stay on the the line... I'm the first female caller? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, If you stay on the line, you can can give us your uh, contact information, and we'll get that check out to you. How are you this well, morning? Well, thank you very much. I'm pretty good. I can't complain. Great. What can we do for you? Well, like I told the gentleman I talked to and the first man that answered, I said that I don't have a Toyota. I have a Ford. 
Good car. Um, and yeah, I have a Ford. The most beautiful black Mustang I'm telling you ever seen. Oh, so, how nice. Here's the thing. My husband works at AutoZone part-time. He works three jobs. Mm-hmm. And he says to me, um, he brings home black wax for my black car. And I tried using it, and um, I think it's actually dulling it. So is there a certain way? I've never waxed a car, actually, in my whole life. But I try to keep my new car really, you know, really, really looking good, especially yeah. a black car. You have to. Yeah. Shows dirt real easy, and I live on a dirt road, actually. So um, I'm in the acreage. I don't know if you ever heard of that. I have. Oh, yes. Um, but anyway, so that's what I'm calling about is applying the black wax, and is there a do or don't on waxing? Where's Alan when we need him? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, Rick Kearney, I think. Yeah, uh, I, I can give you a pretty good rundown on that. Um, basically, it's, it's pretty simple, but you'll want to start off usually on a, yeah. a, a relatively cool day if you can. Florida summertime is very hard to wax cars, especially oh, yeah. a black car. Uh, exactly. You want the car to be very clean. You don't want any dirt left on the car, especially being on dirt roads, because that can scratch it when you go to polish the oh. car. Then okay. you want to get the car into a, uh, under shade, so somewhere in a good shady spot, in a garage or okay. under a carport. Um, trees, not always a good idea because of the leaves and sap yeah. and everything that can drip down right. on it. Basically, just start in a small area, wet the applicator okay. pad, and work the wax on in a nice, smooth, circular motion, and then let it yeah. dry for about five to eight minutes, and long enough to where it turns to a, a nice, hazy dryness, and then use a clean okay. microfiber cloth and just buff it back off. And that's, well, that's the you. simplest answer for it. Um, as a matter of fact, though, if you, if you want to get some really great information, just go on YouTube yeah. and look for waxing car videos. You will find okay. tons of information, but I would specifically look for a guy by the name of Scotty Kilmer. One of Scotty our regular, Kilmer? yes, his last name is spelled K I L M I M E R. And okay. one, one of our regular callers, Tina from Bonita Springs, she talks about him quite often and i've looked at a lot of his videos the guy really knows what he's talking about oh wonderful i have a question be the last car i ever have i'm actually 64 and been diagnosed with a rare eye disease that's gonna make my vision go so i'm trying to get the best out of life as a possible kid at this point oh good for you linda well, I'm so sorry yeah. to hear about that, Linda. Let me let me ask Rick a question while you're still on the air. We had a uh, we have a person that yes, is sir. on the show occasionally. His name is Alan Napier, and he's our body yes. repair guy. And he mentioned that we talked uh, maybe a year or two ago about a wax yes, ingredient sir. that uh, indicates the quality of wax. Uh, Carnuba. Carnuba, C-A-R. If Carnuba. Oh, I've heard of that. Okay, when you're buying, he wax, actually bought me the kit. Oh. Um, I think that's what it is. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, the Carnuba, the percent ingredient of Carnuba, if I'm correct, the higher, the more okay. Carnuba you have in the wax, the better the wax. Yes. It's a well, natural ingredient. Okay, and that. that's, what, that's what really makes the car shine and helps the oh, water wow. to beat up and makes it so much easier that as you're washing the car that it will let all okay. the dirt and everything just fall right off. Okay. 
That is wonderful. Well, Linda, <laughs> wonderful. I think we told you more than you wanted to know, but you know all about. No, life I'm glad now. you give me all that information because I can't get much from husband because, like I said, he works all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. You got so, you put a smile on Nancy's face because you're a female caller, and we don't get enough of you. The, oh. Usually, the female callers are better callers than men, so we're trying to get as many females. <laughs> well, thank you. So you won yourself fifty bucks. That's enough to go out and buy some high content carnauba wax. Absolutely, <laughs> some really. of the best. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. Linda, thank you so much for calling. And uh, Thank you, ma'am. Uh, that car of yours, it sounds like as if that you are truly enjoying it. And I'm uh, so sorry to hear yeah, about I your diagnosis. Am. Well, thank you so much, ma'am. It definitely and, been a tough year. I found that out. My mom died this past year. Yeah, oh. I, I would imagine, you know, when it rains, it pours, and uh, my condolences. It does, doesn't it? My condolences right. to you, uh, well, as far you as so your much. mom is concerned. Yeah, she actually lived with me, so it's really tough in the house without my mother. Oh gosh, that has got to be a yeah. void that just cannot be yeah. filled. I actually, I just switched everything around. That she lived in one end of the house, you know, the bedroom. I just kind of switched everything around. Got a new bed. I didn't get rid of her bed, but I stored it and um, just kind of changed everything around. But it is still tough to go in her room. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I'm sure her spirit is everywhere. So, Linda, uh, if, if you. Uh, you know, we hope we've uh, brought you some joy this morning, and uh, I you hope sure that have, you ma'am. continue to listen to Earl Stewart on Cars. We're here every Saturday morning. So, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Earl Stewart, doesn't he advertise about animals? He yes. loves animals or something? Yes, we big are. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're uh, we partnered. Yeah, I'm an animal lover, big time. <laughs> oh, great! We partnered up with yeah, Big actually, Dog Ranch uh, quite some time. Well, I guess it's been about three years now. Yeah, about that. Yeah, so uh, Linda, yeah, I, I live near the Big Dog Ranch, of course, and I've been there volunteering, and of course, I donate there to help you cash and everything. Oh, well, thank you so oh, much. Oh, how nice! Nice. Thank you so much yeah. for all your work. Oh, I love animals. Keep I on li- love animals. Keep keep on listening, Linda, and we'll talk with you soon. I sure will. Okay, thank you so much, ma'am. Have a great day. To all of you out there who didn't jot that number down, that number is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, Linda's call um, reminded me of something else. A lot of you folks, when you buy your cars, uh, you've got yourself a warranty from the manufacturer, new cars, three-year, 36,000, some five-year, 50,000, uh, various warranties. And your paint warranty is an interesting thing. You don't think about your paint failing, but paints do fail. And uh, certain colors fail more than others, and certain types of paint uh, fade more than others. It's worth investigating when you buy a car. Uh, uh, I Again, I, I miss Al Napier. He only comes in about once a month now. We'll have to get him on the show quickly because he knows all about paints and things of this nature. Uh, Toyota has a white paint that has a fading problem. Uh, some paints that are red seem to, red car, cars and trucks seem to fade a lot. The manufacturer will be very reluctant to include uh, paint under their warranty, especially when it's out of warranty. Uh, or even sometimes within warranty, and they'll often ask you, uh, how did you maintain and repair your paint? Did you wax your car? Typically, they want you to wax your car every month, and I tell the manufacturer, I don't know very many people that have the time to wax their car every month, and if they have somebody else wax, that's pretty expensive. So bear that in mind. 
if you can't wax your car at least uh, I would say twice a year it would be go a long way to preserving that paint and if you can wax it more often that's great too but when time comes when you have fading paint or paint that is caused from environmental uh, outside conditions and by the way your auto manufacturer will always claim that your paint failed because of environmental conditions well that's kind of a broad term right air is part of the environment so they say well you, you let your car get covered up with air and so that's the reason your paint faded uh, I'm being a little uh, sarcastic but uh, in Florida with a hot sun there are a lot of paint failures so waxing your car uh, as often as you can is probably a pretty good idea Absolutely. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have another question for you. Did you believe the newspaper and TV ads that you read? You know, uh, I have to tell you that it, it never ceases to amaze me how outrageous and unbelievable the car dealers' claims are. How do you feel about this? I'll give you that number again, just in case you didn't write it down. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us with your answer at 772-497-6530. Now back to the well, recovering car dealer. We had a caller, and I guess a caller, huh? Pat from Jupiter, I guess. Uh, Pat, if you're out there and uh, we disconnected you, you disconnected yourself, give us a call back. 877 877- Nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Now I've talked to uh, about Rick Kearney. I've talked about Nancy Stewart. Uh, to Nancy's right is Stu Stewart. Uh, he's my son, and we call him our Cyber Commando. He's the one that's uh, got a whole bunch of gadgets going in here. Uh, we were endeavoring, as a matter of fact, this was we're trying to go live Facebook video. We're we're trying to go from audio to video, so we'll have podcast and. Uh, where are we right now in that effort, Stu? I have an exciting announcement to make. Uh-oh. We are live right now. Oh, but, 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 but we're trying to get it onto your personal Facebook page. So if uh, you're a member of the Sunrise Club and you're one of Earl Stewart's Facebook friends, we're trying to get that live for you. But right I'm now, so excited. you can still watch it. We set up an Earl Stewart on Cars Facebook page. If you go to Facebook.com slash Earl on Cars, you can watch the show live right now. Wow. Yeah. That's and we're going to get it better. We're going to get it on multiple platforms. Yeah. We're going to get on Twitter, YouTube, your personal page, everywhere. But today, we're live. <laughs> well, we got we right got to thank Jonathan Cantor. He's in the control yeah. room there, and Jonathan was uh, instrumental in this uh, giant technological leap, this watershed event in the life of Earl Stone and Cars. Ten plus years, and now we're live in living color. Yes. You can see how yeah. beautiful Nancy is when we get a. Get a camera. Well, hang, hang, hang on. You can for a see second. how smart Rick is. We are. We are officially. <laughs> we are officially live, right, Stu? We are live. Yes. I am going to have to pause the show and call for the makeup girl for you. <laughs> makeup. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I need a lot of makeup, but we're not going to. I think we got Pat back. Did we get another? We or? do. Pat did come back, and she's uh, on the uh, line, and we're going to take her call right now. How you doing, Pat? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, great. What can we do for you this morning? Uh, well, I have a Camry, and uh, my headlights are very foggy. Hmm. And at night, I'm having trouble seeing, uh, you know, it's not bright enough. And uh, I don't know what to do to clean them uh, because it's uh, very hard to clean. 
And if there's a simpler, simple way, my uh, granddaughter, who lives in Florida as well, has the same trouble I see. with the headlight. Well, we've, and, got, we've, um, got, we've got the answer for you, Pat. We've got uh, Rick Kearney, and I think he can help you with those foggy lights. You don't want to be driving in dark uh, in Florida or anywhere else with uh, lights that don't do the job. Yeah, un right. un unfortunately, Pat, this is an issue that has hit every manufacturer across the board. Um, they, they switched from using glass in the headlights to using a plastic polymer, and unfortunately... It doesn't hold up well with the sunlight. It, it just it beats it down and causes it to turn all foggy like that. Now, the best repair really is a professional shop that does this. They do it all the time. They'll basically take and uh, tape off, mask around all the areas of paint to protect your car. Then they will sand the surface of the headlights to get rid of all that oxidation and then put a clear coat on it that will protect it afterwards and they will shine like brand new most cases it lasts two to three years and then it can simply be done again and on average I'm gonna say for the average car you're looking at about seventy five to a hundred dollars to have that service done and it will make your headlights look brand new again oh, wow that's, that's high yeah, that's a, well, that's a lot. Of, you know what you could do, Pat? I'd shop around. Uh, uh, that's the asking price, and uh, in a lot of service departments, you can negotiate. Uh, you want to you want to find a quality repair shop. You you don't want to get a uh, an amateurish job. But uh, you call. Uh, you have a Camry. Uh, I would check with. Uh, two or three Toyota dealers to start with, but then you can try some independent shops. As long as they're reputable, they've got a good bit of better business bureau rating, someone that's not going to try to take advantage of you. But if that if if the average price is seventy five, I'll bet you can probably probably find it for sixty five if you try hard enough. Okay. And uh, you want to do that as quickly as you're possible because you've got to have good visibility at night anywhere when you're driving, and it's very important. It's a, a, definitely a safety factor. A uh, set of headlights, I just think, would cost you a whole lot more than that. What, what's a set of headlights on a Camry cost, Rick? Uh, for one headlight, around three to four hundred dollars. So if you had to replace them, oh, wow. you'd be calling. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. Yep. Okay. Right. And now my my granddaughter, she bought some kind of a kit to clean her. Uh, headlights with, mm -hmm. but I guess that won't work. And it was very uh, um, uh, well difficult because it, they said you got to cover your hands, you got to be careful, you don't breathe it in, all all kinds of uh, dangerous things. And I told her, don't do it, you know, because she's 17 and she, you know, her headlights are really bad. And right. So I think. I'm going to have to uh, bite the bullet and get hers fixed, too. The, the problem is because it's such a widespread issue that a lot of these companies have come out with these kits that they say are so simple. But the reality is even a good quality company that produces a good high-quality kit, like from 3M, uh, those kits are great and they work very well, but... They take a lot of work, a lot of preparation. You do need certain safety equipment, gloves, uh, breathing masks to protect your lungs. And, you know, they're, they're a lot of work, and they take a whole lot of elbow work. And if you don't get it quite right, 
the results really won't look good. That's why we generally okay. recommend a, a shop that can do it is all. Well, Pat, thank you very much. Uh, right. I hope we helped well, you I there. just want to say I just want to say one more thing. Sure. Uh, when when you uh, say the phone number, say it a little bit slower because okay. I couldn't write it down as fast as you said it. Um, well, I apologize, also, I'm Pat. Dyslexic and and sometimes that. Uh, happen. I apologize. Well, thanks for that tip, Pat. We will do that. And, That's uh, a good point. And thanks for uh, bringing the uh, headlights to our attention. You know, th this is a subject uh, that has been not, you know, it really hasn't gotten much attention. And uh, just recently I was reading about uh, the uh, headlights and uh you know they're they're very unsafe whenever they uh need repaired as you talked about interal and rick talked about so thanks for bringing that to our attention and uh give us a call no again problem. and stay on the line Thank pat you. stay on the line pat so we can give Thank you, you i bucks. love your show i love your show i don't know anything about cars i'm learning so much thank you pat i appreciate the call take care well, that's uh, exciting. Pat is not only uh, uh, a, new, a new female caller who gets $50 cash, but uh, she, she also the is the first female caller while we're on live in color on live Facebook video. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I want to say, uh, give a shout out to all my Facebook friends out there, uh, and especially the members of the International Sunrise Club. Uh, my Sunrise Club members, uh, we watch the sunrise every morning. It was 6.57 this morning. I was out on the beach of Jupiter, and we were watching the sunrise together. That's all we do. And uh, so I'm, I, I hope a lot of you are catching the show. This is a show all about cars. If it just popped on your iPhone, I guess we have to introduce ourselves again. This is Earl Stewart on Cars, and we are, you just heard Nancy Stewart. You heard Rick Kearney. You heard my son, Stu Stewart. We just got the startling announcement that between Jonathan Cantor and Stu Stewart's technological efforts, we were able to uh, bring you ourselves in living color. Yes, congratulations, guys. You can see my guys. handsome, beautiful face. They tell me I look like Clark Gable. I just made that up. There you I go. don't look anything like Clark Gable, but we're, uh, we're here to help you. A show all about cars, how not to get ripped off by a car dealer. Uh, we try to... Uh, raise the image of uh, my profession because I'm a recovering car dealer. I've been in the car business since 1968. People don't like car dealers. The Gallup poll on uh, honesty and ethics professions rates car dealers at the bottom. We're trying to raise the level, raise the image, make life easier for you when you go into a car dealership to buy, service, maintain, or repair a car. So uh, thank you all on the uh, Facebook pages for joining us. By the way, my Facebook uh, page number or address is simply Earl Stewart. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start out. Facebook.com forward slash Earl Stew. Correct. E S T E W. Yeah. Leave the A R T off. In other words, it's Facebook.com forward slash E A R L S T E W. Mm -hmm. And you could go to my Facebook yep. page. And we have it shared. We shared the Earl on Cars face. I know this is getting complicated, <laughs> but we have the feed. If you go to Facebook.com slash Earl Stew or Facebook.com slash Cars, you're going to see the video. Yeah, and of course, how much fun is this? If you're watching this live video, you can call us. And you can call us right now live on the radio. Ask a question. Make your comment. 877-960-9960. And as Pat just reminded me, I'm giving the number out too fast. So how about this? It's on the screen. Oh, it's on the screen. Ah, <laughs> I love live video. Okay, I've got a text. 
I've got a text. We have a lot of callers. There I am. Hey, can, can I wave at myself? It's a little delay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got a text. Uh, you texters call. Uh, Texas says 772-497-6530. Uh, the text I had is a very interesting, important text, and we haven't had this question before, and Rick Kearney is going to jump all over this one because he is an expert, expert on hybrids. It is this. Please explain to our listeners why a hybrid or electric car can be a hazard to you and emergency personnel during rescues. He's talking like uh, first responders, police, fire people. Uh, Rick has done seminars for first responders on this very issue. Rick, why can a hybrid be very dangerous? Well, the first thing is they're silent. When first responders are approaching a car that's been in an accident, they can't tell if the engine is running or not because you won't see anything from the exhaust pipe. On the electric cars, there is no exhaust pipe. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew they were silent, but I didn't realize what a what a dangerous thing to not know if the engine's running. That's one of the first things I brought out in the classes that mm-hmm. we had was that they needed to be very cautious not to walk in front or behind the car sure. without verifying that the vehicle had been turned completely off. Mm-hmm. Because if the driver, who obviously is in shock at this accident, is sitting there with their foot on the brake, and they see a fireman, they their foot slips off the brake without realizing it, wow. suddenly that car can move. Yeah. So it's an extremely dangerous situation there. Uh, the next thing is simply the hybrid systems themselves, the wiring for it, are generally run in underneath the car. Mm-hmm. They're put in places where the firefighters and first rescue responders will never have to encounter them in most cases. Mm-hmm. But they do have to be aware of it in such instances of a vehicle fire. Never encounter them, but on the other hand, never expect them. And anybody, I mean, you just told me something. If I were underneath a hybrid, I don't know why I would be underneath a hybrid. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, there are Suppose a lot of, the car was turned on its side and you're walking yeah, up to it. I would have never thought to touch the bottom of the car. It might be a problem. Yep. And the thing that they watch for, uh, a lot of folks might know, and you probably don't know this, though. Anything related to airbag wiring has a plastic coating on it that is bright yellow. This is an industry standard that every automotive manufacturer follows. Anything related to airbags is bright yellow. I didn't know that either. Anything related to hybrid wires, the high-voltage cabling, is bright orange. Hmm. That way, as the firefighters walk up to the car, if the car's been pulled half and you know torn partially open, mm-hmm. if they see bright orange cables, they know to be extremely cautious around those because they may be carrying high voltage current and the fire chief knows not to hire a colorblind fireman exactly okay now we we had quite a bit of quite a few classes we trained uh, all of palm beach county mm-hmm. uh west palm beach riviera beach palm beach gardens we had a bunch of different departments took advantage of that free training that we offered them and it was all to give them as much information as they could handle and as a matter of fact, with Palm Beach County, we even made several videos yeah. so that they could continue training on the new people coming on board. Now, Rick, when we're talking about uh, getting shocked when you're working on a car, we all know like when you're uh, uh, jump-starting a battery or something like that, you can get a pretty bad shock there. But the shock when you're jump-starting a battery is probably nothing compared to the shock you get with the high-power amperage 
voltage combination that you get with a hybrid battery. What, how, what is the order of magnitude difference between a normal car electrical shock and a hybrid car electrical shock? Um, I would compare a 12-volt standard car battery, the shock you might get from it, would be about like a firecracker. And the shock from a hybrid system would be something more along the tune of mm, a nuclear bomb. Oh, man. Mm. You would never even so know saying, what happened. You're saying fatal. It's, it would be fatal. If I, you I, were to be able to get hold of it, I see. I it. see you in the shop uh, when you're working on hybrid cars. You wear these rubber gloves. Yep. And these are thick rubber gloves. They're so thick, I wonder how you can even move your fingers that thick. It, it makes it very tricky. Yeah. And those gloves have to be tested for integrity because even a pinhole in one of those gloves could potentially lead to an issue. Mm. But we take, we take good safety precautions. And, of course, in our training classes with the firefighters, we explain to them their first target is to disconnect that 12-volt battery that's in the car mm -hmm. because once it shuts that off, the hybrid power is all self-contained in the battery at that point, mm -hmm. and the rest of the systems are powered down. I see. Well, Rick, thank you very much. That is uh, a very important answer. I'm so glad we got that text question. I haven't covered it in a long, long time on this show, and we have more hybrids on the road than we ever had before. And for you do-it-yourselfers out there on hybrids, forget about it. I mean, if you have a hybrid car, don't be tinkering around the car unless you have a course from Rick Kearney or somebody else that's qualified how to protect yourself when you're working on a hybrid car. And I uh, thank you very much for that text. Great information. Who would have known? Huh? Interesting. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, I have some information for all of you ladies out there from Repair Pal, and I will... Uh, well, that's just a little teaser. I'll give it to you later. I see where we have a call coming in, and uh, I believe that that just is John who's calling. And uh, Is that John from Palm City, or is that another John? No, he's from Hope Sound, Hope Sound. I believe. Yeah. Welcome to the show, John. Good, thank you. How are you doing? We're well, thank you. What can we do for you? <clears throat> I've got a 2015 Corolla. And it's got the in-tune touchscreen radio that all of the Toyotas seem to have. And I was reading on the Internet that the 2014 and 2015 Corollas have a particular problem with the touchscreen, and I'm experiencing that same problem. I'm wondering, are you guys getting a lot of these radios with problems with the touchscreen not operating properly? Rick? Is this where the lower, about the lower inch to two inches of the touch screen when you touch it nothing responds correct uh, okay yeah we we see quite a few of those and we have been reporting this uh as a toyota technician i i have what's called the power to do a, a dealer product report where i send information on these problems that we see back to the toyota engineers and it goes straight to the factory where the cars are built, or in the case of the radio, it goes straight to the radio manufacturers. We have sent in so many dealer product reports on this exact concern that they're, they're literally getting tired of it, and I don't care. I keep sending them in. Um, we've seen a lot of it, <laughs> yes. That touchscreen 
stops operating and unfortunately the only fix for it is to replace the radio. Now what I would recommend is if you're having this problem, even if your car is out of warranty by the three year 36,000 miles, I would go to the dealership and say, hey, look, I know this is a known issue. Uh, can you please give me the information I need to contact Toyota to get some assistance on this? And in most cases, Toyota will replace that radio for you for free because it's a known issue. Uh, and I, I give the best advice I can give you is polite persistence. Be polite and be nice about it, but don't take no for an answer. Right, thank you. I, I've actually already contacted the National Toyota line. They just recommended some sort of a of a, an upgrade that you get. I guess you guys downloaded at the at the dealership, but that's only to give me more features. It won't fix the lower portion of the screen problem. But let me let me tell you what I've done, which has helped. Although I still have issues with with the bottom a lot of times. Mm -hmm. It seems like the touch screens are set too low, too high in the dash compared to the opening. Hmm. And to get to the bottom buttons, you kind of got to put your fingernail down uh, at the very bottom of the screen, even in that little, sp that little crack at the bottom of the screen, mm -hmm. and you can get some response down there. However, uh, the lower left corner on mine is almost dead, although it works better when it's cold out. It doesn't work when it's hot out, so there's probably something to do with that. It's frustrating, but Toyota International or whatever, you know, the, the national line didn't offer me a new radio. John, let me, uh, let, let me, make, let me make a suggestion, John. Listen, uh, uh, unfortunately, the uh, policy from Toyota is not very standard, and it varies uh, from region to region, sometimes from uh, phone call to phone call. Um, what I recommend you do is uh, contact, uh, you can contact me after the show if you like. Uh, we would like to contact Toyota on your behalf and see if we can't see we can get some goodwill done on this. I can't promise you, but... To me, it's a defect, and uh, and it's an admitted uh, defect. And just because your car is technically out of warranty, I believe you said you had a 2015, so you're not that far yeah, out. It's of yeah, it's about three months, two and a half months out of warranty, which is well. We're gonna you know, we're, little, we're, yeah. we're we're gonna try to get you a, a new system, and uh, if you'll contact me after the show, my cell number, by the way, you want to write this down? Um, sure. Hold on, Earl. Go ahead, thank you. Area code 561-358-1474. Yep. 561-358-1474. Mm -hmm. Got it. And, uh, I'll, and uh, I'll do my best for you. That, that would be great. Um, oh, I had a thought now. It just slipped right out of my head. But if I think of it, I'll call you back. Okay. And in the meantime, I've got your cell phone. I, I'm going to work right now, but I'll call you after. Sounds and uh, we, we can talk great. Thank you. All right, John. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it very much. That number is 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. 
I'm so excited here. I'm, I, I got my iPhone here. I'm looking. Can I see my live Facebook video on my iPhone? Where you, would I be? You can, but it might confuse you with the delay. You're like, okay. Well, you don't want to confuse me, do you? Oh, here I am. Oh, God. <laughs> That's terrifying. I am, I'm confused. <laughs> so for all my Facebook friends out there, uh, you know, call in. I mean, I know I got some Facebook friends out there, and uh, I know you all join me for the sunrise every uh, morning. It was 6.57 this morning. So uh, we're live Facebook video, and we're also on Earl Stewart on Cars and on live Facebook video. Is that <coughs> we are on Facebook.com slash Earl on Cars. Oh, Facebook.com, Earl on Cars, Facebook.com forward slash Earl Stew, E-A-R-L-S-T-E-W, or Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Ah, high tech is so confusing. Mm -hmm. We're uh, everywhere. Without Stu and Jonathan, I don't know where we would be. Rick? Hey, uh, just a quick note on, on John's issue with his radio. Mm -hmm. There's actually two things going on there. I, I think they the when he talked to National, they may have gotten a little confused because Modern radios are like your normal home computer. Mm. They can be updated now. Mm. So Toyota is saying, well, yeah, you need to check and make sure the radio has been updated properly. But they're not understanding, I think, that he has a physical problem yeah. with the radio yeah. with that touch screen. And that's why it needs to be replaced. Well, it, this but, brings up a broader issue that, uh, that, unfortunately, all manufacturers, all car owners, you face. And when your car's in warranty, you're pretty safe. When your car goes out of warranty, it's the wild, wild west. Yep. Every auto manufacturer has a different situation. Uh, every car dealer is a little bit different. Um, and you you can be turned down at car dealer A or manufacturer A, and car, manufacturer B would say, go ahead and fix it, or car dealer C would say. So it's very erratic. This is uh, advice for all you folks out there that have cars that you bought new and maybe they're a little bit out of warranty. Uh, when the cars are out of warranty, they still get fixed. And they get fixed uh, sometimes by something called a uh, technical service bulletin uh, where there's a confession of the fact that the car has got a problem that nobody knows about. Technical service bulletins are confidential, known only by the car dealers and their technicians, not by customers. And the car dealers are instructed when a technical service bulletin goes out that you don't want to, we don't, they don't want us to tell our customers about it. They want the customer to have to come and complain about the issue that the technical service bulletin was about. And this is to protect the auto manufacturer from being ripped off by the car dealer. So you folks out there, you customers that buy cars, are not the only ones that get ripped off by car dealers. Manufacturers get ripped off by car dealers because mm -hmm. they lie about warranty and they lie about goodwill and things like this. So when you have a car that's out of warranty and you have an issue, uh, you should uh, check for technical service bulletins on that issue with your dealer. And you should also talk to the dealer about calling the manufacturer on your behalf and asking for a goodwill adjustment. Now, sometimes one dealer will be able to offer you a goodwill adjustment, but the same, another dealer by, of the same manufacturer won't. Car dealers that are high on warranty costs are often constricted in what they can do in terms of repairing cars out of warranty because the manufacturer doesn't trust the dealer. Yep. If you can find a dealer that is, whether he's high or not on warranty, if they trust him, they will trust a dealer's word that you have a car that should be fixed out of warranty, and they will do it for you. I'm sorry it's so subjective and confusing, but for what it's worth, all is not lost when your car is out of warranty. Find a good dealer and go to a 
dealer service manager or general manager who will be your advocate. I like persistence. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And we are going to go to one of our regular callers, and that's Howard from Jupiter. Welcome to the show, Howard. Good morning. I miss you on the beach this morning. <laughs> you did. I was there. Do you uh, go there every uh, Saturday morning? Every every well every morning we have the sunrise. Are you talking about the beach uh, sunrise club? I'm talking about Jupiter Beach. Jupiter Beach. Yeah, I'm on Jupiter Inlet Colony Beach every morning at sunrise, and I I do a live Facebook video. Nancy and I do it together. Uh, she's called Mrs. Sunrise. I'm Mr. Sunrise, and we do the live sunrise on live Facebook video every morning. That's great. Very good. Okay, here's my question. <clears throat> because of the uh, problem that uh, that gentleman had, I was thinking, uh, wouldn't it be a good idea to take an extended warranty on, on the electrical part of the car? Is there such a thing? Can you, uh, can you specify, I want uh, a warranty on the elect- electronics? Howard, you could do that. Um, I would I would say that the cost of that warranty would be quite high, and uh, I am my, I have a lot of rule of thumbs. Uh, I only got two thumbs, but I got a lot more rules of thumb. <laughs> One of my rules of thumb is don't buy extended warranties. Now, in total transparency, at my dealership we sell extended warranties. Uh, this usually accept, you know sometimes that uh, upsets my uh, salespeople that sell extended warranties. Uh, but there are good extended warranties and there are bad extended warranties. Too many car dealerships will say an extended warranty that's not worth the paper it's written on. Uh, they call them uh, extended service contracts. They call them extended warranties. Anytime you buy an extended warranty, you need to know what it does not cover as importantly as what it does cover. They will always tell you what it covers, and it sounds really good. They say, hey, this extended warranty covers your engine, and your transmission, your drive shaft, your axle, and what they're talking about is something called the powertrain. You're talking about the most reliable part of a car that will likely never fail as long as you take care of your car, do your basic lubrications and oil changes. You're never going to have a problem with your powertrain. What does fail in cars are your computers. Right now your car is mainly a computer. Your sound systems, your the electronics, all of these things are not only most likely to fail, but they're also most expensive to repair. So uh, Rick has a point. The biggest one is air conditioning components. Yes, absolutely. Make sure that it covers all the air conditioning components. And Howard, so my answer to your question is this. If you can find an extended warranty that specifically says it covers the sound system, and including the components that we're talking about on this Intune problem, and it was reasonably priced, that's a lot of ifs and buts. If you can find that, that might be a good investment. I look at extended warranties as insurance policies. I look at maintenance agreements. Well, I, I forget about that. Extended warranties, extended service contracts, I look at them as insurance policies. Why do you buy insurance? You buy insurance to protect you against something, some sort of a bad event in your life that you cannot afford financially to take care of. Your house burning down, uh, getting cancer, uh, you're uh, uh, stealing all your money, uh, you know, you're stealing your car, things that you, if, if the event should occur, God forbid, you really can't afford to help yourself. 
But if, if you can take care of a repair on your car, uh, and it's not going to put you financially in a lot of trouble, I wouldn't buy an extended service contract. But if you do buy one, be sure it's covering the component that you're concerned about. That's great information. I really appreciate that. Well, and my other question is, uh, uh, I know dealerships do a great job, uh, but uh, let's say a car is 10 years old, and but it's still uh, a, a late model, and uh, something goes wrong with it. Can you take it to a place like Pep Boys? Would they be able to really have the expertise that, uh, let's say, Toyota has to fix something? It's complicated? It, it could be, and it could not be. Uh, it depends. Uh, the older the car, the more likely. Uh, the later the model of the car, the more compli complicated there are. Uh, automobile dealers today have to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in very sophisticated diagnostic equipment. Automobile dealers today also have a pipeline right to the manufacturer and manufacturers, techs, and engineers. Rick Kearney can basically talk, converse, uh, albeit digital, uh, and sometimes actually audio, with engineers that design and build the cars that Toyota sells. So you have access to almost unlimited information. You also have access, access to specialists that will fly into your dealership and work on cars that the technicians at that particular dealership cannot do. Uh, Pep Boys does not have that. But Pep Boys has uh, trained people, and they know what they can do and they know what they cannot do. Um, you can check with Pep Boys, describe the problem, let them hook it up to their computer. They'll have a diagnostic computer, and they'll tell you, I, would, I think they're a legitimate outfit, and they'll tell you, uh, yes, we can work on this, or you should take this to your dealer. Uh, uh, if, everybody won't tell you that, but if it's a well-known name like Pep Boys, the chances are you'll get a straight answer from them. Uh, today, a uh, 10-year-old car, there's a good likelihood Pet Boys might be able to help you. Yeah, but a two-year-old car, I don't think so. Two-year-old, I'm sorry. Two-year-old two, anyway. two car. They, they, I'm not saying the independent uh, repairs can help repair things, uh, but it's, the problem is knowing what you can repair and knowing what you can't repair. Uh, if they know they can repair it, I would ask for some kind of a guarantee. If they say, yes, we can fix this, you say, okay, well, if you don't fix it, do I have to pay you? Uh, that would be, uh, here's my problem. You don't want to describe, you don't want to get, describe a component, say fix my air conditioner, fix my uh, transmission. You say, my air conditioner is not working because the cold air does not come out. If you can fix it and the cold air comes out, this is dangerous because they could just uh, give you a Freon charge. But uh, the point being, if they can get, if they can fix your problem, transmission is a better example. If your transmission is slipping or clunking and they can make it stop slipping and clunking, then you pay them. If it doesn't stop, you don't want them going back and try plan B, plan C, and plan D. That's oftentimes you get stuck with somebody says, I can fix it. They say, whoops, that wasn't it, but I know what it is now. And three or four uh, days later, they're still working on your car. But get a guarantee that they will fix it, and then you're okay to deal with an independent. Okay, great, great information. Thank you, Earl. Thank you, Art. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks for being a regular, Howard. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, we talked about so much on the show this morning, we haven't talked about the focal point of the show, or at least the most exciting part of the show, and it's our mystery shopping report. 
And now that I'm talking to so many new people, I mean, this is the true oldie station, so we talk about people that didn't know there was anything but true oldies being played on this station, and they've got an auto consumer advocate talking to them, uh, not to get ripped up by your car dealer, and suddenly we went live Facebook video this morning, so all you Facebook folks out there uh, haven't seen the show before, so we, we're going to tell you about the most exciting thing that we do every week on this show. It's called a Mystery Shopping Report. Mystery Shopping Report is a real live you know, Mike Wallace, remember Mike Wallace on 60 Minutes when he used to go in and bust all these business people and, you know, every businessman's nightmare was to walk to come into work one morning and Mike Wallace is sitting in your chair at your desk. You know you got a serious problem. Well, our mystery shoppers doing that to car dealers all over South Florida. And we go in undercover and we pretend to buy or lease a car. We name names. We name the dealership. Uh, I'll name the dealership. We went into Vero Beach Toyota this week. Vero Beach Toyota is a long way away, but, you know, the, the long arm of the law reaches all the way to Vero Beach, all the way south to Fort Lauderdale. I think we can stretch out even further. I mean, this is so much fun. We're on the Internet. We could stretch out. We can go anywhere. Worldwide. So, uh, we na- yeah, Rick? I volunteer to do the uh, mystery shop in Hawaii. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be exciting. Well, yeah. You're reading Corner my mind. Very nice. So uh, we name the dealership, we name the salesperson, we name the sales manager, and you would be amazed at what we find out. Now we find out some good things, and we put those on our good dealer list, and we find out some bad things. We find out, we find out some terrible things. We find out crimes. Crime. We see people breaking the law. And we report it on the air. Now we're reporting it live in color on Facebook video. Uh, so stay and, tuned. And now our audience can see the expressions on our face yeah. when we, yeah. when you read the Mystery Shopping Report. Yeah. And yeah. they can probably see that my hair's on fire I in the studio. We, <laughs> I wish we could bring here, – here's – we will really have a run. I challenge Stu and Jonathan right now our technical geniuses, Stu and Jonathan, to figure out a way that we can video the Mystery Shopping Report live simulcast with this show so that we can, we can't do the audio, can't do the audio because that's illegal. You cannot conceal an audio, but I believe you can have video. There's no law in Florida saying you can't have a video. So, I mean, you know, you could wear a, what do you call them? A GoPro. GoPro. Just wear a GoPro. The suction cup on your forehead. So the the oh challenge boy. to my technical people here is, we'll have our mystery shopper go in with a GoPro, and then I'll say to Colin in the, in the control room, "Okay, Colin, let's cut to Vero Beach Toyota," and there will be Agent X walking into the uh, dealership at Vero Beach Toyota, and. Uh, we can't do the audio, but we would at least uh, be able to. Maybe we could overdub like our own, like, <laughs> you know, like bad lip reading. <laughs> I'm fantasizing. Anyway, for all you people that are not familiar with our mystery shopping report, it is something else. Nobody else anywhere, to my knowledge, I mean, radio, TV, online, I don't know of any mystery shopping. I know that, you know, CBS and some of the networks do shops like that, yes. but they're very rare. This is every week. We've done hundreds of these. And by the way, they're all available now for you to read at earlandcars.com. 
That's correct. EarlOnCars.com. You go to EarlOnCars.com, go back, have some fun. I mean, we've shot Roger Dean Chevrolet, uh, Schumacher Chevrolet. We shopped uh, a lot of Napleton, Hyundai, and Kia, Rico Mazda. I mean, you name a dealership in South Florida, we probably shop them. So if you're thinking about buying a car, go to EarlOnCars.com. You go to Mystery Shopping Reports, and you can read all those shopping reports. Absolutely. And uh, we'll have another one today. Uh, uh, it's a doozy. Beach. Yeah, it's a doozy. Vero Beach Toyota. Yeah. So it's it's entertaining. You know, you can't have an educational show that's not entertaining. People won't listen. Oh, we've got to have entertainment. Have so, ladies and gentlemen, pop yourself some popcorn. And to access the shows on podcast, go to EarlOnCars.com. And you can read all of the mystery shopping reports. You can read uh, all of the columns uh, that Earl has written. Uh, They do appear in the Florida Weekly. They do appear in the Hometown News. Uh, But if you didn't get a chance to pick up either one, there you go. To access the show on podcast, go to EarlOnCars.com. Hey, you got to listen to this. Listen to this. I just got a text. Looking good, Nancy and Earl. Watching you live right now. Love the show. Thanks, Judy and Hope Sound. Now that is fun. Oh, that is so exciting. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you folks out there are happy, but I'm happy now. Yeah, I'd be happier if. uh, Okay, what do you think about Stu and Rick? And (laughs) let's just get really crazy. Let's get Jonathan on the camera and Colin. Oh, he's on. Hey, I'm looking at him right now. Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I forgot. I got this text earlier. One of our absolute best. Female callers texter is Tina from Bonita Springs. Tina, Tina. Mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, and uh, and she is f- feeling a little under the weather. Will not be able to call in. I guess got a sore throat. Mm-hmm. She just sent us another text. Sent us another text. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Tina, I hope you get better, better well, uh, get better fast, because you are our best. Uh, f- uh, caller. I was going to say best female caller. You're arguably our best caller, and. Uh, Here's a, she just sent another text in. Uh, here's a question I found from a consumer online. When buying a used car, can you get around or negotiate an as-is vehicle and possibly get a warranty? I'm going to read that again. That's the reason I love Tina. Is uh, She's got some great questions. She comes up with some questions that uh, we just overlook that are so important. Yeah, she gives us some great leads absolutely, also. Absolutely. When buying a used car, can you get around or neg- negotiate an as-is vehicle and possibly get a warranty? Uh, the answer is yes, uh, but it is buyer beware. The as-is warranty, by the way, is something that uh, was uh, made uh, law 25, 30 years ago. Uh, it didn't used to be anything like that. Uh, as-is, you have to say on the window of the car, used car, that this car has no warranty whatsoever. And boy, when you buy a car like that, buyer beware, you could be buying a piece of junk. You probably are buying a piece of junk. And uh, as far as negotiating, uh, yes, you can negotiate a better warranty. Uh, You have to be a good negotiator, and it all depends on how bad the car is. If you can't negotiate any kind of a better warranty on an as-is car, you are talking about a piece of junk. Probably wouldn't mm. even get be able to drive it off the lot. Uh, now, there is something, and I don't want to sound like a lawyer now. I feel like a lawyer sometimes. But uh, there's something called uh, the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act 
the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act says that any product you sell, cars, laptop computers, refrigerators, there's an implied warranty whether it's in writing or not. You can't, you cannot disavow this, that the product they sell you must accomplish the task for which it was designed. A refrigerator is supposed to keep your food cold. If you buy a refrigerator and the dealer sold it to you as is and it didn't keep your food cold, you can take it back under the Magnuson, Magnuson Moss warranty of an applied warranty. Must do what it was designed to do. A car is designed to take you from point A to point B. It's cars designed to run. Cars aren't necessarily designed to keep the air conditioning cold, uh, to keep the air the, the transmission from clunking, uh, to make the radio work. But cars is supposed to get you from point A to point B. So the car won't run, and they sold you the car. You can give it back. That's a little known fact, and uh, only lawyers know that. But uh, if you have a problem like that, and you say, "I'm sorry, you bought the car is," you say, "Yeah, I bought it as is. I gave you my money, and it won't drive off the lot." You can say, I want my money back, and you can get your money back if you call a lawyer. So that's a little bit extra information you probably didn't really need, but I wanted to pass along anyway. Great information. Give us a uh, call at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And I'm going to take a moment to share some of my consumer skills with all of you and for whatever reason I was plopped into being able to I use the word loosely plop uh, you know my negotiating skills and uh, when I purchased a vehicle here's a question that I asked whenever I was presented with a warranty what doesn't the warranty cover how important is that question? And uh, in most cases, you'll get just like a blank look from that salesperson. So just a little, a little tidbit there. In negotiating skills, you either have them or you don't. And everything is a negotiation. And you've got to be, well, sweet and kind and wonderful and uh, not condescending. Mm-hmm. And uh, you utilize your negotiating skills. So that's for our audience. Now back to the recovering car dealer who is looking at me with a a glaze in his beautiful blue eyes. Mm -hmm. I got a text, and this is kind of funny. The text reads, laugh out loud, Earl, do you own any other color shirt? (laughs) (laughs) He does. Just busting your chops. Love your show, and thanks for taking... A live, a live look at you. Live look at me. Uh, why do I wear, wear the blue shirt? I'm not, you know, like everything else in my life. It seems at my age, I have a story for everything. Maybe it's because I've been around a long time. Here's here's why I wear this blue shirt. Many many years ago, when television was in its infancy, uh, there were certain colors that just didn't work. And uh, you could wear a certain kind of color. Like Stu's got a shirt on now. If you wore that on TV, it would it would mess the camera up. Now with sophisticated lenses and whatnot, you don't. But blue was really a good uh, color that really would stand out. So uh, back a long time ago when I was doing TV, and I've been around since 1968, uh, that was uh, the reason I started the blue shirt. Then 
people recognized my blue shirt because I used to wear it all the time. In fact, years ago on TV, everybody wore blue. I mean, it was just like a good color. And so now I still wear it because it's become my identity. And when I'm doing a public event or anything like that, I wear my blue shirt. Rick? Be glad it's not green. Have you seen some of the issues oh, yeah, the, of that now? The screen, the, yeah. The right. green screen issues. Yeah. Oh, Exactly. So... Uh, You'd be invisible. Exactly. Well, so to answer your question, we have a separate home. Actually, we, we have a, a storage warehouse filled with blue shirts just in case it all runs out. Exactly. But I can testify. I have seen you in, in, in various colors. Well, yeah. Every now and then, <laughs> I, if I can't find any blue shirts, I wear something else. But it's, I, I like blue, too. By the way, my eyes are blue. They are. And, uh, and, I, and blue is my favorite color, so that's another reason. So. You, you like the blues? I like blue, yeah. Okay, folks, 877-960-9960. And as Pat reminded me from Jupiter a little while ago, 877-960-9960. Okay. Okay, 877-960-9960. Write it down, even if you don't have a question. You will have one later. And Texas, the texts are fun, too. And we get to all the text. And uh, you can keep your anonymity if you want to, 772-497-6530, Text us or call us at 877-960-9960. Yes. Uh, Rick, I have a question for you. Have you heard of Repair Pal Online? It's an online service of grades car repair shops nationally. Repair Pal. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, a survey of uh, 77% of its respondents maintained mechanics are more likely to sell women unnecessary repairs, and 66% believed that mechanics charge women more than men for the same service. It seems a gender bias isn't just a figment of the imagination anymore. Ah. Uh. I know you have a whole lot to say about that. Yeah, because at our shop, obviously, that's that's not going to happen. It's just not. It's like it's like everything. Well, this is throughout the world. I I think yes. I think there's a very good likelihood that people have a uh, mechanics, especially, will have this idea that women are not going to understand the technical terms. They might not understand, you know, when when a mechanic rattles off a list of issues on the car and simply hits them with a bottom line number, they kind of feel like, yeah, they can get away with charging a woman more and that you're more likely simply to trust the male authority figure and spend your money to fix your car. Yeah. Intimidation. It's very unfortunate, but. When all else fails, intimidation uh, sometimes works. Uh, but uh, whenever that mechanic starts mentioning those 75-cent words, uh, ladies <laughs> turn around and go somewhere else uh, because uh, I myself am not impressed. On the other hand, so if you go only in with 10-cent words, you got a problem, too. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so at, at any rate, knowledge is power. I do have one thing that I will say about this, and this is something I've noticed in my own experience with 25 years working on cars. Women tend to be more open in asking questions. 
If a woman does not understand a term that I have said, or does not understand a system on their car that I've diagnosed, they will ask, what do you mean? Tell me more about this, explain this to me, and break it down so that I can understand why I should do this repair and why I should spend this money. Whereas, which I appreciate that greatly because an informed consumer can make an informed decision. Whereas a lot of guys, will they'll, I can rattle off a list of terms and, and buffalo them to the end of the world and not say a single thing and then hit them with a $1,000 bill. And there, there are those guys that their egos will not allow them Yes. You say, wait a minute, you yeah. know, tell me what you mean it's by like that. asking yeah. for directions. You're, you're, yep. you're, you're, exactly, uh, like asking for directions. But women, I find I would rather deal with a woman that will ask me questions and say, why do I need this? Yeah. Because I, uh, it's, it just makes it better all I the think, way around. I think, that you're, I think you're talking about, a, a mm, for lack of another word, a unique experience that you're sharing you know, uh, with, uh, with your customers. Uh, but uh, as I advised earlier, ladies, uh, you, you must do your homework. Um, if, you, if you just don't connect with that mechanic, walk away. And guess what? The most important thing here is to get three estimates, always three estimates before you do anything. That's my advice for the ladies. Now back to the recovering car dealer. For our new listeners, and now that we're on live Facebook video, let me hold up the annual issue uh, for Consumer Reports. Take a hard look at that. Go out and buy a copy. It's not this month's or the current issue. It's last month's. You can probably still find it on the newsstands. And if you can't find it on the newsstand, you can go online. I highly recommend that you subscribe to Consumer Reports. I highly recommend if you don't subscribe, you get a copy of this annual auto issue. It's everything you want to know about buying or leasing a car, everything you want to know about maintenance, repair, insurance costs. Uh, they tell you the best cars. They give, in fact, it gives you the 10 best uh, cars and the 10 worst cars. covers used cars. Yep. It, goes, it goes back about 10 years. It covers all the used cars. Yes, Nancy? And it also covers the recalls, mm -hmm. the recall and safety updates. So... Keep a copy, and every year keep a copy on hand when you have a question about cars. 90% of the questions that we get on this show probably could be answered by Consumer Reports. Yes. Uh, I'm not trying to give a competition out. Uh, if you read this magazine, you don't need to listen to Earl Stewart on cars, but uh, it's pretty close. It's something that uh, I refer to. A lot of the information that we share with you, we, we learned on Consumer Reports. So uh, online, uh, you could go to consumerreports.org. And uh, there's a nominal membership fee. It's well worth the investment. Absolutely. And, of course, you can buy the hard copy. And if you can't afford to buy the hard copy, you can go to any library, and they'll have uh, these on file. You go in there and take a look at it, maybe make some copies of the issues. And, and there I am, live on <laughs> Hey, on now that Facebook we're live, uh, great information. I have something for our viewers. What do you think? <laughs> well, I don't think they can see it from there, but uh, Rick, Rick's covering that. Rick's covering his face. Hey, can I you mean, wear this that is uniform next Saturday? <laughs> Actually, we won't be here next Saturday. What she's holding up there that uh, you can't see is a picture of a T-shirt. One tank a, S. Which uh, about ten years ago, Rick Kearney drove a uh, 
hybrid vehicle, oh, a you Prius hybrid vehicle, uh, charging. It was u unique at the time, a, a hybrid vehicle you could plug in. Drove it all the way from North Palm Beach to Washington, D.C. on one tank of gas. And when we got there, I say we, it was Rick got there, we had gas to spare. Yeah, Washington, D.C. or yeah. bus. Ten years yep. ago, all the way. So that was uh, not too remarkable today, but ten years ago it was uh, truly remarkable. We got a lot of national news coverage on that. And Rick had uh, quite an adventure. You got to write a book I'm about that. I'm telling you, well, <laughs> oh, oh, no, our, no. our hat is off to you. Yeah. We couldn't thank you enough. If you have any questions on hybrids, and there are a whole lot of hybrids out there on the roads today. Rick Kearney is not only a computer auto scientist, he's a, especially a computer auto scientist when it comes to hybrids. He knows everything about hybrids. He's uh, does seminars. As a matter of fact, we talked earlier in the show, if you just tuned in, he does seminars for first responders, firemen, and uh, police people uh, that uh, are on scenes of accidents involving hybrids. Uh, unbeknownst to a lot of people, hybrids can be extremely dangerous because of the high voltage. People working on them inexperienced, uh, you can be electrocuted. So be very careful if you're a hybrid owner. If you do it yourself, forget about it. Take it to a trained hybrid technician if you need to work on your car. Eight Eight, go ahead, give the numbers out. 877-960-9960. Thank you, Rick. Uh, or you can text us. 772-497-6530. And don't forget, the Mystery Shopping Report's coming up. And that Mystery Shopping Report is from Vero Beach. That's Toyota of Vero Beach. And it is a doozy. So you want to stay tuned for that. Also, uh, if, uh, if you didn't pick up the... Uh, hometown news or the florida weekly and read earl's latest column buying a car when you have bad credit and there are a lot of consumers out there that have that problem unfortunately uh, if you didn't pick up uh, either newspapers you go to earl on cars and uh, you can read all of earl's columns our number again is 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Thank you very much. Let me uh, do a, a shameless plug for my book. I'll hold it up right here, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. It's uh, really a how-to-do-it book on how not to get ripped off by your car dealer when you buy a car. And 100% of the proceeds, you I don't know if you can read it down here, but all proceeds, 100%, goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Big Dog Ranch Rescue is the largest no-kill shelter anywhere in Florida. Uh, we found homes for about 3,000 dogs last year. We have about 500 dogs right now available for adoption. And uh, this is where your contribution will go if you buy Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, Amazon.com. You buy it online and 100% go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Again, this has got all the information that you need to know when you buy or lease a car or maintain or repair your car. And uh, you can get the information from Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. I already told you about Consumer Reports. And uh, I think we may have another caller. We have several. I feel like as I feel like we're in a disco club. Those lights are just blinking back and forth, up and down, in and out. We're going to go to Tony, who's calling from Palm Beach Gardens. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hey, Beth. Uh, I listen to you guys every week. Oh, thank you. And uh, never never thought I'd have a reason to call, but I, I have a little story, and, and I want to see if you can figure out who I'm talking about. Okay. Love to hear it. 
Uh, on uh, the last uh, week in March, I, I own two two automobiles, and the last week in March, I put one in to have some paint work done. And lo and behold, when I'm driving the second one on a on a Saturday, uh, that Saturday it breaks down. So I said, "Here I am. I own two cars, and I and I don't have a car to drive, so I've got to rent one." Well, this particular person, I guess, is pretty straight up, so I'll deal with them. I I I called the I called the uh, establishment, and they said, uh, well, "We'll put you through to the rental car company." Mm-hmm. They rang and rang and rang, went to voicemail, and uh, uh, I, as, as like you guys use the, uh, the phrase, when it rains, it pours, well, my cell phone had quit also, and I was using a friend's <laughs> cell phone. Oh, my. And, and I was using a friend's cell phone, and he said, under no means, give out my number, and people will be calling me. So I call, I get a voicemail, I don't leave a message, because they can't call me back, uh-huh. I call the receptionist again uh-huh. and uh uh i said do they have a do they have a direct line to the rental car place and she said no and i said well i'll have to you know call you back if i keep getting the, the recording so after about a half an hour and six calls uh and all i got was the recording i said well, is there is there a supervisor i can talk to well you're a she patient said, sure <laughs> yeah. she, she says sure so she puts me through and i get Another voicemail. Oh, my. So then I call the receptionist back. We're getting really intimate now because I've called about seven times. <laughs> and, and, and I said, you know, uh, I can't leave a number, and nobody's picking up in the rail car company, and is there someone I can actually talk to, not that you can switch me to? So she says, hold on. She comes back on, never switched me to anybody, and says, Oh, well, the rental place, you don't go fix, but the person running it decided to close it, too. Oh, my. And uh, there's nobody here now. Wow. She confessed. So I said, I said well, great. Now the only place that I, I got to go is I got to get a cab and go down to the, to the airport and rent a car at the airport. Oh, boy. That's terrible. And, and then with my second car being older, and I said, well, you know, I... I think I need to get another automobile, but I don't know if I want to deal with this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the owner's initials is ES, but I don't know if that's much of a clue. Okay, I think I think I know who you're talking about. It must be Earl Stewart Toyota. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, I got a lot of faith in you guys, but uh-huh. I just thought I'd, I'd let you know what my my first experience was. Well, I appreciate that. That's that's very interesting. Uh, we just learned something we didn't know, and I thank you very much for calling. Uh, Tony, uh, what uh, what Saturday was that 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 happened? It, it was uh, the Saturday before Easter. Saturday before Easter, okay. The 30, 31st of March. I was going to call you last week, but uh-huh. uh, usually weekends is when I have all my dilemmas. Well, I appreciate that. Now, and so they told you that the rental car manager had gone home early at two o'clock, didn't tell anybody, and had his phone on the answer machine. Well, I don't know if it was the rental car manager that they just said whoever was supposed to be, whoever was supposed to be there. She was supposed to be there, and she left early. Well, I pre- I appreciate that very much. I wish you to call so you me. Guys, you guys, I like dealing with you because I know your reputation, yeah. and also I'm in. The gardens here, yeah. which is close to you. So. 
Well, Tony, I, I, you know, you've got you've given me an inspiration, as most callers do, to uh, make a broader message to our audience. Now, you did you did me a tremendous favor by letting me know. And when well, you have a problem, I, when you have a I know problem, in the yeah, I, I know in the past you said you know talk to the owner, you can get things straight. Exactly, out. and uh, I wish you had called me uh, at that time uh, when you were in the middle of that. Uh, closed circle where you couldn't get through you kept calling back and kept getting the answer machine i wish you would call me if you'd called and asked earl stewart and let me know we could have solved the problem right there yeah always try to get through to somebody in authority and oftentimes when you're dealing with lower level people uh you can have problems and you're doing the owner or the general manager of a, a business a great favor by letting me know when, when he had a problem nancy and i ordered takeout service the other day uh from uh, two j's and uh we did it through uh deliver, delivery dues delivery dues came up and left the uh dinner they left uh, nancy's dinner but they forgot my dinner and so here we <laughs> are without the dinner so i could have kept quiet about that but i called two j's and i told them that this is what happened. They can call delivery dues they can fix the problem. But don't keep quiet about problems. And I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Tony, uh, for well, it, sharing it, that. It has it hasn't uh, it hasn't uh, it hasn't diluted my my belief in you guys. And well, I'm still well it, it, get it, sh it should have just a little bit. But thanks for being so kind, Tony. You're a real and, good customer to to have uh, taken that and still have a smile on your face. And thank you very much for calling the show. We really appreciate it. Well, when I get when I get ready to, to come in and get that second car, probably in a couple of months, then I'll definitely okay. Uh, I'd like down to, to your place. And, and after you after you do that, call me and let me know how to win. I love to hear directly from my customers. Okay, and you guys keep up the good work. I, I, I listen to you every week, and uh, just thought I'd never have a reason to call. You know? Well, call us anytime. Call again next week. I look. I love to hear from you. Tony, thanks, thanks so, a lot. Thank, thank, thank you. Have a good day. Thank, thank you, you so much, Tony. Thanks for the phone call. That's what keeps us on the straight and narrow. Uh, uh, Tony uh, took the time to, to, to give us a call on the air, and uh, that's a good thing. We're very happy. We're, you know, a little disappointed that you had to go through what you went through, but uh, like I said, that's what keeps us on the straight and narrow, and we fix things. That's what it's all about. You're listening to Earl Stewart on Cars right here at 95.9 and 106.9 FM, the True Oldies Channel. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Gina, who's been holding. She's calling from Wellington. Oh, get a, good morning, uh, Gina. How are you? Good morning. Very well. Thank you. Welcome to the show. What can we do for you? Thank you so much. First, I wanted to call. I've been listening for the past six weeks on Saturday as I'm driving from job to job, and I haven't had the time to call. I just I love your show, Thank and you. it makes me appreciative that you're doing it, and it makes me giggle because of the experiences that I've had of, as a woman and um, have bought two cars in my lifetime thus far. And uh, your car reports, I wish... I wish someone had done that in the in the 90s and the 2000s. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my experience with my first car um, in the mid-90s and going to literally state-to-state, state, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, when I lived up north, 
they're savages. <laughs> oh, I like they, that. No, I, I like mean, that word. sharks, savages, <laughs> blood in the water. Um, it, it's, I have a great, I'm fortunate to have a great, um, I had many male friends, and I have a very large male family. Um, so I learned a lot about cars. And I know one show, Mr. Er, Mr. Stewart was talking about tinkering, and you really can't do that anymore. That's right. Um, I miss tinkering. So yes, I miss learning. And um, even today, one gentleman was talking about when women come into the shop, and so far my 20 years here, you know, they see a woman coming, and they're going to shoot me with a bill of 1000 to $2,000. And I'm like, I want everything explained to me. Bring me in the garage. And unfortunately, I've been in positions where women are standing to the other side of me being charged, mm. you know, two to three thousand dollars. And mm. it's horrible. It's, it's really this is so educational. And I just wanted to call and thank you. I finally have the time. Well, Gina, that's very kind. Normally, we limit our fifty dollars to the first two new female callers, but you are so okay. unique and so, and you sound so good on the air. I want to entice you to call back again. So we'd like to send you a check for fifty dollars for being a new female caller, and we hope we can count on you. We've got uh, a few female callers that are just outstanding. I was just talking about Tina from uh, uh -huh. Bonita Springs, and now we've got Gina. If we can keep you calling, and we'd don't love forget to have Desiree. It. And Desiree, absolutely. Yeah, we've so. got a list. Oh, I would, I would love to. Um, just remembering some of the tidbits from some of your prior shows, um, just some comments. Um, I know that I'm again very appreciative of these and your honesty and candor because I'm sure being in the position that you're in, it's probably hard, you know, trying to mm, expose what people are doing, but they are. They're they're doing this. And it's, it's not nice how they do treat you when you go into those places. I know for me, I, I paid cash for my first car. And when I went in, honestly, I was going to buy a car, um, probably a Toyota at that time or maybe a Chevy. Mm -hmm. But one of the arrogant salespeople decided to show me a, a uh, what was it? a Ford Explorer Eddie Bauer, and I had no clue. Mm -hmm. Well, I fell in love with the car, but didn't buy it from him. <laughs> 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 I bought it six months later because I did my homework. Good for you. And, you know, just all those things you talk about on those stickers, it's just, it's it's really, it's, I'm sorry to say it's nauseating sometimes. Well, uh, and the repair people. Well, you you really you really got it, uh, Gina. You, uh, I, I often wonder why we don't get more calls like yours. Uh, you're you're candid. You're like me. You tell it like it is, and sometimes you offend people. But the car business is such a must, and especially for women. And uh, yes. Nancy, uh, you know, she uh, she just doesn't talk about it on the air on Saturdays for two hours. She talks about it all week long. It really, really. <laughs> It really, really is rough out there for ladies in the yeah. market and the automobile dealership. So we, we hope we can hear from you regularly. $50 waiting for you when you leave your contact information uh, in the control room with Colin. So thanks again for the call. Gina, great call. Thank you so much. That was, Thank you very that, much. That was really a great call. And, uh, you know, you used all the great adjectives that should be used. And it's the 21st century. And my yeah. goodness gracious, not all the car dealers have gotten that memo. So thank you so much for the call. Stay on the line and I'll get that $50 out to you. Thank you so much. We're going to go straight to Kendall. 
uh, who is uh, holding uh, from Palm Beach. Good morning, Kendall. How are you? Good morning, ma'am. What can we do for you this morning? Thank you for calling. Okay, okay. well, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, and I currently own a 2002 Toyota Tacoma two-door. Uh, I was paid for already. I financed it. But a few years after having the, the truck, I had to take off the liner, the plastic liner in the bed, and I was really, really disappointed. What was Toyota told me, go ahead. No, I asked, why, why are you disappointed? Well, I had to take that liner out, uh-huh. and, and when I took it off one day, I, I realized the truck was all dented and mashed up and scraped up inside there, and they apparently had the truck for a short time, mm-hmm. use it for construction or what, in bricks, I don't know, but I was so disappointed, you know, and they tell me I had it, you know, it was too long before I noticed it, but I tell them this is the same truck I bought and this is the way I bought it. Mm-hmm. But I never got any satisfaction from that. I was really, really disappointed. The truck, I keep the truck so good. Mm-hmm. But when I took it off that day, I left with my op- my motor left open. I was shocked. Yeah. I guess a liner can ha- uh, hide a lot of problems and a liner installed improperly. And this is out of my field. Rick is going to jump in here. But uh, I assume that if a liner's improperly installed, you can have a lot of rust and problems underneath. Hides a lot of problems. And you didn't see it when you bought it. And problem, probably the uh, problems were either in the middle of developing or had already developed. R- Rick, what can you recommend that Kendall could do at this point? Um, there's really not a whole lot. The best advice at this point, if there's no puncture holes and no rust going all the way through or anything like that, I would recommend uh, Rhino Liner, like a, a place in. that does a spray-in yeah. bed liner, oh. because those are incredibly tough plastic that is sprayed on as a good protector, and it will seal it down to where nothing more can occur with Looks it. Looks good, too. Yeah, they, they look awesome. As a matter of fact, I've seen vehicles where... People have had the entire outside of their vehicle coated with Rhino Liner. Rick, uh, spell that. Um, spell really? that for me, it's please. It's Rhino, like the animal. R H I N O. Okay. Yep. Rhinoceros, but it's just Rhino Liner. L I N E R. Yes, sir. Now, what probably happened with Kendall's truck is, uh, sir, when when the previous owner had it, he probably used it for construction a whole lot, got it tore up inside and in, inside the bed, got damages in there. Then yeah. decided to put a bed liner in it, and I when traded. yeah, when they yeah. trade the vehicles into us, we don't remove bed liners to look underneath them. One, you know, if a bed liner is installed on the vehicle, that's pretty much you know we okay. Well, it's got a bed liner. Most of them were installed when the vehicle was brand new. But so maybe you're saying it's probably a good idea not to remove a bed liner yeah. unless you absolutely have to. Uh, well, again, how easy is it, is it to check? I mean, as a matter, is it something that could be part of the process? Because no, some of them can take quite a bit of work to get uh, them in and out. Supposing you looked underneath the bed liner, maybe if you had rust coming through, mm-hmm. you would see it on the other you side. You might be able to see some marks. the The big drawback with bed liners is that they simply sit on top of the metal, and they move oh. a little bit, so they can wear through and get down to the bare metal and allow it to rust underneath. Mm-hmm. That's why those spray liners that have become so much better quality are actually a much better idea. Mm-hmm. I, I would get a, have a Rhino liner installed in that, have a spray-in liner put in, and I think that would solve your issues quite nicely. 
and your truck will actually look a lot better and it will protect it quite nicely. Kendall, thanks very much for the call. I, did we answer your question all right? Oh, pretty much, but I don't want to. I don't want to put no more money into the truck. My truck is now fifteen years old, mm-hmm. and I find I find this out while I was still paying for it. I see. And, um, so, what yeah, what I, does uh, rental liner cost? Yeah. What? Hmm. Let me do a little internet research here. It's just a few hundred bucks, it's, like uh, three hundred, three hundred, four hundred well, bucks. Well, well. While Rick's doing a little well, research, uh, excuse me, uh, can, uh, Desiree, uh, we know you're holding, so be patient. We'll be right with you. It uh, looks like the average cost is around four, three to four hundred dollars. Although, if you were interested in trying to do it yourself, they do have spray-on bed liners that you can get yourself for about a hundred to a hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, I'm gonna say this last thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get off there. Okay. Um, what I learned over the years, I heard you all said it earlier on the show about salesmen and mechanic take advantage of women. Mm-hmm. They they equally do the same thing with men if you don't have if they have mm-hmm. the experience. Yes. You know. Yes, they that, do. That's something I want you to keep in mind. They 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 use it on anybody who's available. Yes. Well, it's a, it's a lesson well learned, Kendall, and I know you'll be uh, a lot more careful next time. And I'm sorry that uh, this happened to you. And uh, please call the show again. Uh, uh, we love to hear personal experiences and call anytime. We'd love to hear from you next week if you have the time to call us. Okay, thank you. My pleasure. Have a uh, great uh, weekend. Uh, Kendall, thanks for pointing that out about all of us being, uh, you know, a target. 877 Kind of laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stu's working on my laugh. Uh, we got about 20 minutes left, but we definitely have time to call Desiree, uh, take Desiree's call. Welcome to the show, Desiree. Good morning, good morning, guys. Good morning. I've been good under mo- the weather, so I'm not feeling that well. Oh. Um, yeah, hmm. the question that I have for you all this morning, actually I have two, uh, and I'm going to make it fast because I know you guys have, you know, something else that you want to present to us all. But my question this morning is on the warranty commercials. There seems to be a lot of commercials that are being um, advertised now where, uh, they're offering warranties for cars, you know, like if you need to have your car fixed and, you know, you can just buy this warranty thing from us. And how many car dealerships would actually honor those? Well, that's a great question, Desiree. Uh, the warranties that you see advertised aren't worth the paper they're written on. People don't advertise warranties. Warranties are something, or they won't advertise a real warranty. Uh, the mm-hmm. warranties you see advertised by car dealers are typically what they call powertrain warranties, which are virtually worthless. And uh, sometimes okay. they're not honored. And sometimes they're honored only by the dealer that advertises them. Sometimes they're theoretically honored by other dealers, but the stipulations and conditions are so great that they're valueless. So don't ever wow. respond. Don't ever respond or believe any warranty advertised on television, online, radio, any other way. Uh, when wow! You, when you wow. buy when you buy a product, read the warranty carefully and always find out what it does not cover. That is usually where the trick is hidden in what it does okay. not cover. Okay. Yeah, because you know a lot of people that I'm I'm finding when I'm you know actually talking with people, and they say, well, you know, you can buy. You know, they have a lot of uh, places now on, on commercials now that we're seeing that you can go and, you know, purchase, you know, and buy the warranty and, 
you know, you can take it to your car dealership. And then I'm like, well, you know, hold off for a minute because you need to make sure that those car dealerships will even honor uh, a warranty from some other company that's just advertising on television. So I just really kind of wanted to ask that question. And my second question is uh, the gentleman that just called and he mentioned that guys are also victims when it comes down to going to purchase an automobile, anything about your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone, and this may be something good for your top mechanic that is with you this morning, um, that someone can open up or have classes for women based uh, on how to change the tire, how to know the, uh, the right amount of, Air to put into the tire, the, the, the tire gauge, uh, to know how important it is to know about your oil sticks, the fluids up underneath your engine, you know, those very important things, uh, and also how to read a buyer's order. Mm-hmm. Is there, are there any classes or could someone start a class uh, for the consumers? Well, Desiree, uh, someone could and should start classes. There are some classes like that out there. Uh, bear in mind that the do-it-yourselfers are a dying breed because there's very, mm-hmm. there's very little work you can do on a car now. Uh, yeah. One reason the, the good news is the maintenance is, uh, is very, very minimal compared to what it used to be. Uh, okay. But there is, there is there's help out there, online help. And uh, yeah. as I say, there are classes available. If you go online, you could probably find some. Uh, it's... Uh, the, the, the do-it-yourselfers today are a vanishing breed, uh, and I, okay. I think you, okay. you're better off to find yourself a good uh, independent mechanic that knows what he's doing, and uh, right. and it'll be safer for you, and in the long run, probably less expensive. Right. Okay. Well, those were my questions for this morning, and my heart just kind of goes out this morning to the young, the young man who lost his life in that uh, van. Uh, where the, the van seat covered um, covered his body, so uh, I just kind of want to put that out there. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention well, to I the did, news. I, I did pay attention to it. It's an absolute terrible situation. Yeah. Dial nine one one, and nobody oh, ever responded. Right. It was a terrible situation. He he was sixteen right. years old, right? He it's was a nightmare sixteen freak years accident. old. Really you know, so time. that's like a really nightmare yeah. of a vehicle. Uh, so you guys enjoy enjoy the rest of your weekend. And thank you so much for this show. Um, you guys are not only awesome, but the, the radio station itself, because this is what I listen to. I love old music, so this is my station. Thanks, Desiree. So, have, have a great weekend. Call again, please. Desiree, th- thank you. We love hearing from you. We got about... Have a great day. we got about 10 minutes left. We're going to go straight to the mystery shop of Toyota of Vero Beach, so stay tuned. Okay, here we go. We've been on the air for nearly 11 years, and each week we've shopped a different car dealer for the mystery shopping segment. Well, we don't always shop a different dealer. We've paid multiple visits more than a few. We go back on the good and the bad dealers. In the last three years, Earl Sterling Cars has conducted 173 mystery shops. This doesn't include the massive South Florida Dakota mystery shop, which was conducted by phone in 2016. We called a bunch of dealers to find out that they were, in fact, not telling people about the defective to cut airbags. We never knew what hard work mystery shop could be. 
we do our best to provide a real-time glimpse to our listeners of the current state of the retail car business week after week. We're trying to uncover the good, the bad, and the ugly and to let you know where it's safe and what places to avoid at all costs. So when we mystery shop a car dealership where we've never visited, we feel we've something special for our listeners. When the mystery shopping team reviewed possible targets earlier this week, Agent X himself spoke up and suggested Toyota Vero Beach. We asked him why he wanted to shop them. Agent X said, because it's there. I like that. We laughed. Was that Edmund Hillary who said that yeah. originally? Yeah. And after Why'd a minute, we concluded that we couldn't find a better reason. It was there, and it had never been mystery shop, Toyota of Vero Beach. When we investigate a Toyota dealership, I typically make a point that, as a Toyota dealer myself, I want to be careful to not appear to be bashing my competition for my own advantage. I need to remind our listeners that Toyota sells about 15% of all the cars in the United States. So we'd be remiss to exclude Toyota dealers from our shops. Toyota sell about, they sell more cars in Florida than any other manufacturer. So they're the biggest threat out there, Toyota dealers, just by virtue of numbers. So we need to shop more Toyota dealers than we would shop, let's say, Fiat dealers. However, in this case, Toyota Vero Beach operates at a considerable distance from my dealership, and we couldn't be uh, considered competitors, so this is why we shopped them. Agent X's plan was simply to feel Toyota Vero out, just go up there and see what happens. He was to portray more or less, we call it a vernacular Larry Laydown, the unprepared car buyer. Somebody that doesn't do his homework, goes in vulnerable to all the tricks of the trade. Just to throw a curveball, we asked Agent X to ask for a Costco auto buying program price after uh, he'd negotiated the deal after he'd negotiated the deal. We wanted to see how they would handle that. I reviewed, and I'm speaking the first, per, uh, first uh, person as, uh, as if I'm the shopper. I reviewed the plan in my head as I drove up to Vero. I would try to buy a new 2018 Toyota Camry, as Larry laid out. I wouldn't resist much if they tried any funny business like trying to push unwanted equipment, financing, extra dealer markups or dealer fees. The trick was not making it look obvious. I wasn't expecting to see such a small dealership when I arrived and parked my car. I didn't see any employees, so I went inside to find a salesperson. No one greeted me, so I wandered over to a man at the desk and asked him if he was a salesperson. He jumped up, introduced himself as Kevin and confirmed that he was a salesperson. Kevin was quick to tell me that he'd only been on the job for two weeks. We hear this a lot when we shop car dealerships. High probably, turnover. Yeah, probably true. Yeah, it is true, yeah. Uh, I promised to go easy on Kevin, and we both laughed. I told him about the Camry SE I wanted to get, and he led me outside asking questions as we walked. He asked if I wanted a dark or light colored car, a dark or light interior. I told him I wanted something sharp-looking and eye-catching. Kevin directed me to a very sharp-looking ruby red Camry SE. I was glad he was listening to me. That's usually not the case on these missions. He pointed to the MSRP, manufacturer's suggested retail price on the window sticker, and said, this one's 26789 Would you like me to get the keys? I said, I love the color on this one. We'll ask him to get the keys. Kevin jogged to the showroom. That's good. I ambled around. I noticed that there were no addendums, no addenda, additional dealer markups on dealer installed equipment. So there's a good sign for 
Toyota Vero Beach. They no. advertise that on their website. Oh, they do. That's okay. No, no phony Monroneys, no addendum labels with BS That's good. added to the price of the car. Kevin returned and put on a decent presentation of the vehicle. I asked if we could drive it, and he looked embarrassed, said he forgot to get the plate. License plate. He ran back to the showroom to get one. We drove it up and down US-1 for a bit, then returned to the dealership. As we exited the car, another salesperson approached us. He introduced himself as Cherry. Unusual name. I saw in an instant that this was a professional salesperson. Wait, was that Jerry? Cherry. Cherry. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I knew oh. <laughs> It was Cherry. Like Cherry. Like the cherry. fruit. Yeah. Cherry pink and apple Stone blossom fruit. white. Mm -hmm. Cherry. His handshake, smile, and confident demeanor all indicated he was someone with a lot of experience. I looked at Kevin to see his reaction to the intrusion. He told me that Cherry was showing him the ropes and teaching him how to sell cars. Cherry would be the one handling the numbers from this point on. I reluctantly gave my attention to Cherry, who is, uh, whoever wrote this report loved Cherry so much that he keeps repeating <laughs> Cherry, who was ready to pepper me with questions. Uh, did I like the car? How did it drive? How about the color? Would I be making a decision today? Barely giving me enough time to answer his question. Cherry told me he needed to get a credit application for me and that he would like to put me in front of the business manager. Uh, this is old school. Old school. Get him in the box. That's the vernacular for the finance and insurance department. I went from relaxed and happy to terrified in a matter of seconds. I said, hey, Cherry, why don't we sit down first? Cherry frowned and asked, oh, you're not ready to buy today. More old school. Now, you can see what's happening here. I, as Agent X, I went in trying to be Larry Laydown, but even... I'm upset by the aggressiveness in old school tactics, and so I'm becoming less of a Larry Laydown, and I'm starting to push back. I said, hey, Terry, why don't we sit down first? And he I says, you're not ready to buy? I said I was ready to buy today, but I thought it was premature to get me in front of the business manager. Although I knew exactly what he was trying to do, he wanted to be, put me into what's called a box close. There's, I, I could do a whole new book on vernacular in the car business, box close. That's when the salesperson and her manager skip the whole sales process and put the customer right into the F&I office, which is also known as the box. There, the finance manager does a hard sale close based on payments. Common tactic, especially in old school dealerships. I didn't let them know that I knew what he wanted to do, but remembering I was trying to get, be Larry Data, I'm trying to... You know, I'm trying to calm down now. I've got to be Larry Laydown. Can't let him get me upset. I said, I just wanted to know what my price was going to be. He asked if Kevin had given me the price. I said, he showed me the sticker price. Cherry led me to a desk. We sat down, and I asked him again, what's my price, Cherry? responded with another question. What other cars are you looking at? Old school. Don't answer the questions. Respond with another. Exactly. I said I was possibly considering a Nissan Altima, but would prefer to stick with Toyotas. I did say that I would consider visiting other Toyota dealers if I didn't feel I could get a good deal here. Cherry said he would rather I go to another Toyota dealer first and get their best prices and then come back to him. <laughs> old, old school. Can you imagine going to the public, you're trying to buy some steaks, and you say the price is high? Say, listen, go to Winn-Dixie. If you get a better price, bring it back here and I'll match. <laughs> this is absolutely crazy old school stuff. And lazy he was, Yeah, he was irritating me, and it was hard staying in character. I asked him, what's to stop me from buying at the other Toyota dealership? When I leave, I said he, he should give me his best price and I may like it and buy the car from him. He said I would just shop him 
Well, okay, that's what life's all about. That's market. That's yeah. the marketplace determining the price of goods. Shopping dealers or should allow car dealers. I mean, their customers to shop. I said he just met me, and I asked him how he knew what I would do. He said it's what buyers do. <laughs> I mean. If you accuse me of stereotyping car dealers, I accuse car dealers of stereotyping customers. They don't do Every that. customer, buyers are, liars. buyers are liars. That's what they think. Yeah. I said that we needed to stop playing games and ask again for a price. He pulled a credit application out of a drawer, slid it over to me, and asked me to fill it out. I explained I'd secured my own financing. I'm getting mad now, and I'm not even the shopper. Jerry said he would get me a better rate than whatever I had because he could do 0%. I told him I probably wouldn't qualify, so I had to use my credit union. I told him he was making me uncomfortable. He really was. I mean, he really was. He was staring at me. He wouldn't, he wouldn't break eye contact. It was creepy, very creepy. I couldn't conceal the exasperation and desperation in my voice as I made my final plea for a price on a buyer's order. That seemed to do it. Cherry finally let me go get a buyer's order. Price was aggressive, and Cherry, and Cherry told me so. He practically dared me to find a lower price. The sale price was $21,352. They added $619, $619 in government fees, and $959.50 for a processing fee. Can you say dealer fee? Remember, they don't call them dealer fees. They call them something else. They call theirs at Toyota Vero Beach a processing fee. They added sales tax, and my out-the-door price was $24,412. It was time to throw in my monkey wrench. I, printed, I pretended to suddenly remember something. I said, hey, Cherry, I just remembered to ask you about something. I'm a Costco member. Don't I get a better price? He said, it's 500 bucks lower than the Costco price. He quickly pivoted back to the sales clothes. He suggested we go to the business office trying to get me back in the box. I said I couldn't do it until I speak to my credit union Monday morning. As I was leaving, Cherry says, tell me the truth. Do you really have a price from another Toyota dealer? I said, yeah, and you're close. That is the oldest old school experience in a long we've time. had in a long time. <laughs> that is the way they did business in the 1960s when I started out in this business. I mean, and that's the way I was, believe it or not. I was Cherry in 1968. I like that. But that'll be my new book. Instead of a Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, I was Cherry in 1968. That's the way we treated our customers. Mm -hmm. You can't do it in the 21st century car dealers. It just doesn't work. People nope. will not tolerate that, which is one of the reasons why Toyota Vero Beach sells very few cars. Absolutely. That's the Mystery Shopping Report from Toyota of Vero Beach. The only thing I can get from this about the whole Cherry, 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 Cherry Pie. Yeah. Does it ring a bell? <laughs> Quick score on uh, <laughs> Toyota Vero Beach. Uh, FFF. FFF. Anybody vote for anything passing score? No. Put them on the do not buy list. Yeah, do the good, the bad, and the ugly. That it was the done. ugly one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars right here on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. We can't do the show without you. This is 95.9 FM and 106.9 FM the True Oldies channel. Talk to you next week.